months ago, U.S. Special Forces launched an assault, killing Ben Khalid and his terrorist organization. Six heroes who risked their lives to stop Ben Khalid from carrying out his threat to attack this country. We're blown. The whole squad. What? Ben Khalid's people found us. Welcome to 24 Faithful. My name is Joshua Rivers, your host. We are talking today about 24 Legacy, Season 1, Episode Number 8. Give me our thoughts and our predictions and all that kind of good stuff. Joined again by my illustrious co-host, Mark Sievercrop. Did a very, very good job uh, taking over last week. I, I almost think my job might be in jeopardy. Now, now you're good. And so you're safe. <laughs> his head, for those that aren't watching the video, his head is getting larger the more that I talk. So larger and shinier. And jo- and jo- yes. Joel's hair haircut is getting closer to mine. So <laughs> I'm working com- on it. Another compliment. Another compliment from Joel. He can't come out and compliment me outright, but yes. And so Joel Wood is also here with us. And then we have our wary traveler. Um, joining us, Bradley Adams. Bradley's joining us from a hotel room somewhere in the eastern United States. No, he he's almost, well, I don't know. He might actually be to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania now. He is uh, he's staying in the hotel. It's it's halfway between Errantsville and Bigler, Bigle, Biglerville, Biglerville uh, Pennsylvania, which is just <laughs> north of Gettysburg. So I don't know if there's a better deal there or what. but Yeah, it was quite cheap, actually. It. I like it. <laughs> I might be in Gettysburg by next week. Traveling the United States, you know. Hmm. Very good stuff. <laughs> Excellent. Hey, we got some a uh, little bit of t- uh, 24 trivia here. Oh, I can be and wrong. So again. this this first <laughs> one, this first one is not. It, it's only kind of loosely tied to the show, but it it was included in here. So um, it's more one that I'm just going to read. So in the card game euchre. It's played with 24 cards. And then in it, the jacks are called bowers. <laughs> and so so it's it's a little spelled <laughs> a little bit like differently. But, uh, like but yeah, so a little bit of kind of a loose thing there. And I, I don't know how many people know how to play Yuki or not, but that was one of my family's go-to card games when I was growing up. So I've never even heard of it. Nope. But now the jack bowers in it. We might have to learn. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Now we have in uh, season three, there was, uh, we had um, let's see, the guy that played Amador. Uh, my mind just went blank. And so we, I actually got to interview him. So that's, that makes it even worse that I forgot his name. <laughs> and so, but anyway, so I got to interview him two years, a couple years ago. Um, but there was somebody else that originally auditioned for that role as well. Um, but he failed to get that one. And then, uh, he ended up going and getting a role as a different character that season. Frank oh, the, uh, aud- no, it was not him. <laughs> so what was, what was the character name? Not the, um, I'm trying not to give too many direct hints. I mean, Stephen Saunders. I see Joel looking stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joel's yeah. Ch- 
I do believe um, it is uh, Paul Blackthorne as Stephen Saunders, and Greg Ellis was the uh, actor who got yes, the Thank you, Greg Ellis. Yeah, I only, I only, I only, I only knew that answer because I remember the interview that Josh conducted with Greg Ellis. There you go. <laughs> All right. See, Mark, I pay attention. <laughs> All right. How much did you pay attention to his weapons, Jack Bauer's weapons? So throughout the majority of the series, Glock. his weapon of choice is what? Six hour. I'm, 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 I'm gonna, not going to disagree with him. Not <laughs> I'm going to have to bow out on that one because I'm I'm horrible at weapons. So seriously, yes. Don't so you do not, security for a living? <laughs> so not according to this. Yeah, but I don't so. don't protect me. <laughs> and so the the sig is what I would have guessed, but the it says on here is the uh, let's see the heckler and Koch oh. USB compact. Oh yeah, totally. I can see that now. That so, is a, a that is a very very typical law enforcement handgun. They're sweet too. They're cool. Super expensive, but cool. And oh, actually, Mark, I am I do unarmed security. Okay. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like the security at CTU. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and we all Only... saw how that's going to end up. <laughs> No, because the, 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 the security at CTU have weapons. They're just not able to use them. Do you get to wear a red shirt? Too? Oh. <laughs> uh, no, actually, this is my uniform. Thank you very much. I like it. Looks nice. <laughs> you look nice. For the occasion, Mark, you should be happy. Oh, I know. It's because of me. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. I got one more here. Um, Kiefer Sutherland has said in many interviews that he is not the star of the show. But what did he say was? The real time format. Yes. Are you are, are you looking up? Are you, are you looking <laughs> over? Cheating. How can I possibly uh, type it in that fast, Josh? How <laughs> 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 fast do you think I am? Maybe you found the same document I did. Anytime you, you get an answer got right <laughs> faster than Bradley, <laughs> without being about cheating. Tony Almeida, it's cheating. Yeah. <laughs> Josh, Josh, Josh secretly emailed me the questions before the podcast. So that's why I'm able to answer them. <laughs> he was supposed to answer slower to make it look a little more natural. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Josh. See, I'll I'm do like, better next time. I'm, I'm like the guy that you go golfing with that helps. That's like the handicap that helps everybody else's score. That's what I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent. At least well, you know you have a purpose. That's right. <laughs> why don't we jump into today's episode? season eight and so so several different um or actually i think there was just a couple different storylines really kind of going on there was the a uh, couple things that was happening at ctu mm-hmm. that there was uh the scene or the the scenes or whatever that uh took place with uh tony Ameda and rebecca and john uh with the interrogation and then there was uh the whole line of scenes obviously where Eric and Andy were being held. And so those are kind of the three big things. Oh, well, I guess there was Isaac and uh, Nicole also, which kind of converged with the other, but mm-hmm. uh, so, so anyway, why don't we go ahead and start with Isaac and Nicole since both Joel and Joel Mark you were, were right. both correct. And so you were right, Joel. Yes. 
Now it's your turn. Now it's your turn. <laughs> Mark, I, like, I, I will. I will. Mark, I will. I will admit. I will admit. I'll be a man and admit that because you follow my lead, you were right. <laughs> oh, wow! There, there's the qualifier. There it is. <laughs> I'll see. I, I did. I did admit I'll take it. it. I'll take it. <laughs> Oh, no, that was a. I mean, that was kind of a. I don't know. It was. It was pretty predictable, really. I mean, you know, we saw Jadala tell him that go hunt him down. So it's like you're not gonna make it. But I do have to say, when they were driving, like Isaac was not looking at the road a lot. Of <laughs> yes. Anybody else Thank notice you. that? Like, yeah. it's like they were sitting still in the parking lot as they're having this conversation because he's like turned all the way around looking at her. <laughs> like, like 10, 15 seconds at a time. Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's one yeah, of those self-driving vehicles i guess yeah something but that kind of drove me nuts a little bit that that little part there i'm like come on seriously like at least keep looking at the road as you're talking to her also when like when the car in front of him started shooting it took him about three or four seconds to actually realize he was being shot at i know doing yeah we were all yelling at the screen turn idiot <laughs> but it's just us yeah, that's true. But I, I thought it was, I thought it was cool. I thought, um, go ahead, Joel. I said, I guess he won't be Sorry. getting his safe driver's discount from Allstate. <laughs> <laughs> Lost that one. Uh, well played. Yes, well played. So. And so, but yeah, that was, uh, so I, you know, the fight was good too. I mean, I, I love the look on Nicole's face when he's like torturing that guy. Yeah. She's like, what is wrong with everybody around me? It's like, dude, you should see what your husband does. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was, that was pretty cool. And so, I mean, they, I don't know. It, it, I, I was kind of surprised how, how, I mean, Isaac kind of turned quite a bit from the beginning of the episode to the, whatever, the middle, whenever he, he kind of, I don't know, snapped and, mm-hmm. And decided that he was going to go ahead and take matters into his own hands and invite the rest of the gang. Well, maybe not invite, but order the rest of the gang to to join in this um, suicide mission, basically. And so, hey, good thing Nicole was there for that. He he completely yeah. lost him. <clears throat> well, you know, well, you know, getting 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 shot at tends to change people's minds every once in a while. So, yeah, she well, she was the one that convinced Isaac. And so I was trying to get other people on board, but she had to come and try to get everybody else to join in as well. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a good scene. So, mm-hmm. but can I can I can I just say how my favorite part of the of the season so far? How awesome that was when they drove the truck through the through the garage, Fire and then Isaac, Isaac just comes, <laughs> and then Isaac just great. comes in the back and just starts. <laughs> Just starts cocking his gun and shooting everybody like he's like he's Clint Eastwood or something. It's just... yeah, that was good. Yeah. <laughs> that was by far my favorite part of the season. Although they could have used better music for that moment. He kind of had this look on his face like, yeah, my brother thinks he's all bad because he's an army ranger, but I can do this too. <laughs> yeah, that was essentially what it was. <laughs> but can can I can I just remark how weird it is that you know it ended up with the, the drug dealing gang was the one that saved the day instead of the the government at ctu yeah <laughs> i thought that was awesome that was like, that was definitely i love the confusion on the on I said a, that was everybody the, at ctu 
like their confusion when they realize that that's who was saving them. They're like, wait, what? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Well, the government's plan, yeah. as kind of was to be expected, was let's obliterate them because this has this is right. secure information that can't get out, and so Eric and Andy are expendable. It's mm-hmm. you know, it, Twenty Four's done it before. It, it it wasn't out of the ordinary, um, but it, it was rather nice to see Isaac actually decide. I'm going to go save my brother. Although I do think that whole sort of being convinced by Nicole to go and do it, and then the scene he had with with his gang that where they were questioning him and saying we don't want to do this, I think that highlights how bad of a leader he is right now. Right. Yeah. Like he's yeah. almost he's no- sub. He, yeah, he's almost subservient to Nicole and Eric because he's driving Nicole to CTU. He's not going to do anything else because Eric's told him to drive her to CTU. And then they get attacked, and suddenly it's all Nicole's right, words are right, and he listens to her. And I don't know, does, does he have the ability to think for himself? <laughs> not when his ex-girlfriend's around. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Kind of change things. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing, too, like I was thinking, you know, you had his, you know, his second in command or whatever it was. It's like, look, we're not helping the government. Like, this is the government's deal. Like, obviously, there's some mistrust for, you know, leadership and authority as far as the government is concerned. It's like, how is that going to to be amplified now that the government just blew them up? Like, if they did not like the police and people in authority before, they're really not going to like them now. Like, well, I, I think the saving, saving grace there is that they might be dead, so they won't care. That's true. That's true. Hmm. Very true. Yeah. At least some some of them made it, possibly. Maybe. Isaac did. <laughs> yeah. I thought it, I didn't know if Andy was gonna make it because like the way they cut that scene, like when they're all running out, it's like Andy was grabbing all of his stuff and he's limping along because he's been stabbed in the leg, and Isaac and Eric are just like booking it. <laughs> it's like, dude, you just <laughs> left him. Like seriously. Come back and get Andy. Hmm. <laughs> I felt that was a very weird sequence. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the go- the them running out, the shot where it kind of zooms in on the platform, and then it cuts straight to CTU, and you see on the radar the building explode, and then you have the reaction shot, and then you cut to the act break. I just felt that was strange. I, I don't understand quite why they did it. Because, mm-hmm. I-, I don't know about you guys, but I never felt that any of the three characters that we know, Eric, Isaac, Andy, were actually going to die in the explosion. So, fair enough, you could say they cut to the CTU and the reaction of, oh, Eric and Andy might have just died, but I don't know that that had any impact on me as a viewer. Yeah, because you knew they weren't going to. Yeah. Well, that's because he gets the information beforehand. Maybe you're just jaded. You're just jaded, Bradley. (laughs) That's he's already seen. He's already seen all twelve episodes. So, <laughs> watching three months of television. He's straight. already got his reviews. <laughs> yeah, However, so. I will. I will. I will say. I will say one thing that I think it's a. It's a situation. First of all, the scene where Andy got stabbed was by far one of the most gruesome scenes. Like I couldn't watch the whole thing. Like seeing how big the knife was <laughs> and then seeing it go into his leg and stuff like that, it was just I couldn't do it. <laughs> it was just it was and then watching him mm. twist it and stuff like that, it was just it was it was one of the more gruesome things I I've ever seen. But when Andy was running out of the building and then he stopped and looked, 
that kind of that made me think that Andy was going to die because you're running. Why are you stopping? <laughs> like you're already you're already <laughs> you're already going slower than everybody because you got stabbed in the leg, and now you're stopping and looking. Like what are you look What are you looking for? Everybody's dead. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so run out of the building and save yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if he had made it until the after they cut afterwards to where he was leaning up against the fence. And so, which I, I guess that must be a pretty good fence to have survived that. <laughs> they seemed pretty close to the building, but whatever. I thought too, um, the conversations between Eric and Jadala, I was a little, I was a little surprised with what they had Eric say. Like, just like how, you know, straightforward and, you know, he was, at, you know, attacking and saying, look, this isn't, you know, you're hiding behind your religion and those types of things. Like, I was surprised they did that. Um, I mean, it was good. And I think that's definitely like the best thing they could have done in that scene. But it surprised me a little bit. I was like, wow, they're they're hitting a little harder than I would have expected um, here. Hmm. But then if you yeah, look at that one. If you look at it sort of from Eric's point of view, there's no way to really taunt right. Jadala. And that, that was like the point, to taunt Jadala and right. kill him instead. There's no way to really do that without saying what he said. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't sort of pull your punches halfway and, and right. you, you've got to go the whole way with that. So, yeah, I, I, I liked it as well. Yeah, I thought it was a lot of fun um, more than anything. I like the laugh, you know, the, just like the, the chuckle he had after he punched him. <laughs> just like, that's all you have? Come on now. Like I felt, I felt like he was. I didn't know like exactly what his goal was. I didn't know if he was trying to like get Andy to do something while all of the attention was focused on him, or you know what he was really trying to do. But um, you know, I kind of halfway expected Andy to do something, but he didn't. But I think the fight yeah. had gone out of Andy by that point. <laughs> Understandably, getting I mean, stabbed. If I get stabbed in the leg, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm probably gonna feel similar. I'm not gonna judge him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah definitely and uh it, it kind of reminded me of a mild i, I think it was actually mild compared to what morris went through what was that season yeah. six six yep mm-hmm. and so that was that was kind of brutal yes. I, mean, I mean he held out for about 20 <laughs> minutes getting a drill put into his shoulder Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he lasted five seconds after having been stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Poor That's Andy. True. Yeah, <clears throat> but again, if somebody stabs me in the leg, I'm not sure how. I'll, I'm not going to judge him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do have to say, like, as we're talking about Andy, I love the. Did you guys catch that that kind of offhanded comment by uh, Mariana when yes. when Mulling says, you know, why would he do this or whatever it was? Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, when you take away a job he loves and he's good at. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> yeah. But then she immediately is like, oh, sorry. <laughs> was that out loud? She has that Edgar quality of I say what comes to mind, even if I shouldn't. <laughs> and then I realize I shouldn't have said it. <laughs> yeah. And then apologizes afterwards. Mm-hmm. That was one of my favorite lines, though. I loved that. That was great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just the look on Mullen's uh, face was like, oh, yeah, good point. <laughs> Director Mullen said, um, you know, Andy wasn't known for his fortitude. And she said, um, 
well, when you take when you take away his job that he that he lives for, <clears throat> that he's good and he lives for, and and then Moss was like, excuse me, <laughs> and then she was like, oh oh, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, kind of see that Mullins is starting to come around to Andy, mm-hmm. like how how hesitant he was to to blow up the building because he didn't want to kill his own people. Like mind you now, yeah. Carter was in the building, who's not his people. They kind of and Andy was in. Though. And Andy was in the building, who Mullins basically is trying to fire at any cost. <laughs> so it it kind of it kind of makes you, it kind of makes you, you know, wonder about their relationship going forward, um, and how Director Mullins is going to react to Andy once Andy comes back to CTU. Mm-hmm. I thought it was I was I was I liked Mullins' character in this episode. I saw a little more leadership. I saw a little bit more of what you would expect from a director. You know, he, he fought pretty hard to like, no, we can't do this, you know, to the point of telling Locke and other people, I don't agree with it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, granted he's in a position where there's really nothing he could do, but I, I felt like I saw more of leadership quality in him than we've seen in the first seven episodes. I felt, yes, there was more leadership quality, <clears throat> but, his actual ability to convey that leadership quality was quite poor. Like when the, um, uh, I can't remember the guy, I called him in my notes, the national security advisor, but I know he's not. Um, but that guy on the video call is, you know, I'm going to pull out the building. On the screen. Yep. (laughs) Um, and he goes, uh, I'll appeal to the secretary of defense. I'm just like, dude, that's basically the equivalent of going, Oh, I'll tell on you. Yeah. Tell mommy. Like, like, <laughs> you you are the director of a government agency designed to stop terrorists, and that's the best you can do. Right. <laughs> I, I have to do. I do have to say that in um, after that conversation or whatever, um, and I, I actually half expected Locke to actually go in to I try to feel, save them you know. anyway. Yep. I, I did actually expect that. So I was actually surprised when he didn't. He follows rules too much for me. I can't you can't <laughs> trust a guy that follows the rules that much. At least not in this show. I mean, come on. Yeah. Because yeah, that's what I thought too. Like I was like, oh, he's gonna go in and then he's gonna get blown up and die or something. <laughs> Saving Andy. Yeah, yeah, that's so what I, I that's what I was expecting whenever that was going down. And so and I because I, I was thinking that that Mullins had that idea and he's like, Yeah, go ahead and give him the address. Um and in, in the back of my mind I, he was like like he was kind of giving the okay without giving the okay. Right. But uh but yeah, so I mean I'm, so I guess that's why Isaac had to step up because because Locke wasn't wasn't good enough to that so and so yeah. i love one, I love the, one thought uh, i had oh i'll let ahead, you go Josh, i was i was gonna skip over to tony almeida so if you have oh, something okay go for it well it, it's kind of connected because of uh at ctu um kind of kind of uh finishing up a little bit on there with um uh <clears throat> and so we we're talking we, we've talked about like our ideas of who the moles could be and things like that um and so far the the, the ones that we've been looking at and talking about I, I i don't feel as confident of them being the moles anymore 
And so given, given this scene, just kind of the way that they acted and reacted and things like that, uh, it, it just didn't seem like, like if they were a mole, they would be acting a little bit differently. Would it be quite so hesitant in right. some of the things they were doing? <clears throat> well, you got, you got to remember one thing that I don't think anybody even thought for a second that Nina Myers was the mole until like the last couple of episodes. That's true. Because she had been portrayed as Jack Bauer's right hand, you know, <laughs> right hand assistant, you know, like she would go to the ends of the earth for Jack Bauer. When in reality, <laughs> in the last couple of episodes, we found out that she wasn't, she was trying to take, <laughs> she was trying to take Jack out. So I think that I'm not ne saying necessarily that, they are complicit, like they are doing this because they're they're jaded or they're radicalized or things like that. Um, they may have another reason, um, but that's that's something for the later episodes to to figure out because we I can't remember the last twenty four season that didn't have a CTU mold. So mm -hmm. I, I, saw some things, I saw them things floating out there suggesting that Locke could be. A mole, and I, I kind of follows too many rules. I I I kind I kind of saw that though at the end when he was talking with Andy. Um, there, it, I don't know. It it, it mm, just almost possible. seemed like like he might have a little something like he's gonna get the get that flash drive and I'll use take it that for himself. You, yeah, so so I don't know. I mean, that could be. I'm I'm kind of leaning that direction. So kind of skipping semi production. Oh. Well, Locke, Locke's already Locke's already lasted about two or three episodes longer than I thought he would. So, <laughs> Joel just admit that he was wrong. I heard Joel admit that he was wrong. I did not That's admit. I, I did not admit I was wrong. I heard it. That's no, what I heard. Because Bradley, is that what you heard? That's what I heard. Because I had I had okay. agent I had agent Locke on second on my list of people that will die, and so far the only one that's died has been Grimes. So technically, I'm not wrong yet. Um, <laughs> He's gonna make it through this. He's gonna make it through the entire season, and then Joel's gonna be like, "Hey, he could die in the off season. He could die next season. I'm not well, wrong." Yet. Thank, thank you very much. But Chase died in the 24 book. Okay, so yes, there is still time. What Joel's gonna hang out for. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna. He's gonna I'm write gonna the, new, the new episode of the of your uh, fan fiction, Josh, and he's gonna write in <laughs> that that. Lock dies. <laughs> See, I told you. <laughs> there we go. I'm gonna, I, uh, I'm gonna get in touch with one of the authors, and that's, that's right. gonna write the 24 sequel books, and to make sure you put in that Lock dies trying to save Andy. <laughs> that's right. There we go. <laughs> What'd you think of that uh, interaction between um, uh, uh, Donovan and Rebecca? Where he's like, "Wow, you put this together quickly!" Like, yeah. <laughs> like kind of this whole thing. Like, yeah. you are not the person I thought you were. Like, I thought it was gonna. I thought he was gonna go into the. Oh, and Tony's here. That's in interesting. It's yeah. so interesting that your ex boyfriend is just magically here all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> but it kind of it it makes me think that uh, Mr. Donovan probably does not know about Tony Almeida. <clears throat> because if you look the entire time Tony, Tony walked past him and Donovan showed no reaction to him whatsoever mm -hmm. so it kind of makes me think that maybe he doesn't know about Tony 
that maybe you know that's Lucky a part him. of Rebecca's past that she hasn't that she hasn't divulged to him yet. That's probably good for him. Yeah, because and, if he wants to confront Tony, it's not going to end well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unless John has some kind of secret. I will. I will. Right, I will yeah. say that I noticed. I noticed the fire in, in Donovan's eyes. Mm-hmm. And and I, I was, I, I've been trying to rack my brain about the past between Rebecca and Tony. And I know I'm not even gonna go there. This. I know you guys talked about this quite a bit last last week when I wasn't here. Yeah, but um, don't, don't get Joel started on the timeline. Oh boy. Here, let me let me just kind of get rid of Joel here real quick, and then. Uh, <laughs> Wait, we've had that button this whole time. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, Why it's, is he still here? It's that one that looks like feet that has someone being ejected. No, <laughs> I would have been got rid of Mark. No, so no, oh, so so anyway, so a, a thought that I had, I mean, I, and I I can't absolutely collaborate any of it um, whatsoever. My thought is that um, because because we were talking about the fact that um, how how soon after the death of Michelle that the relationship seems to have taken place. Mm-hmm. My one, my thought was, um, of course, back then Rebecca was not in CTU because CTU was being disassembled, and so so she wasn't part of the CTU. But I was wondering if maybe she was part of a some government agency that had some kind of connections, and she was the one that helped Tony get down the direction to find Alan Wilson. And in them working together, that the relationship started the bud, and that's where that relationship took place. And then they ended up splitting. I don't know. That, that this was kind of a thought that happened in my head. I don't know, and I don't know. So, kind of to kind of keep it as far as Rebecca still being like potentially clean. Um, and so she could be the mole. She could be behind stuff still, and that maybe just being bad. But I I don't know thought I had. <clears throat> well, Carlos uh, said, I, I read an interview um, that Carlos conducted um, a couple of days before Monday's episode. And he, admit, he admitted that Rebecca was the one that broke him out of prison. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's not above her or beneath, or beneath <clears throat> her, however you want to look at it, a situation like that. Um, <clears throat> I just, don't and like I said, don't get me started on the timeline here. Um, <laughs> but I just don't. I don't think that the twenty-four writers thought that far behind. Um, I'm, I'm sure they could make that connection. They could probably make that connection in the future. Um, I just don't know that they were thinking about the connection between Rebecca and Tony when they wrote that line in about them being in a relationship. I don't no, think what they weren't, I, I don't they think weren't thinking that they of, were they weren't thinking of Joel Wood. That's what they weren't thinking. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't the thinking only of one in the entire actually... world that's like, wait a second. <laughs> 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 this is not right. I know every minute of Tony's life and this does not fit. <laughs> come on, bro. come on, Bradley. Help me out here. You've watched every 24 episode. Come on, help me out. Here. The timeline is screwed up. Okay. Help me out here. It is screwed up. 
but my biggest problem with Tony and Rebecca being in a relationship is that it comp- it, it adds to my theory that Tony should never have come back to life. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Joel's not going to follow that line of thinking. <laughs> Tony's whole motivation since dying has been to avenge his wife's death. His only his his true love, his only love. He was so yet, broke yeah. up about it. Yeah, he was so broken up about it, but now you're telling me he was in a relationship with Rebecca. Nope. 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 Well, for, for, for for somebody who was so broken up about his wife's death, Tony sure rebounds very quickly. Yep. It's true. He's had like three different girlfriends since he came back to life. So, I mean... It's true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, so... Now that I dug that hole, <laughs> I'm still upset. So, but I mean, can we and make let's make the observation? And, we, and we've seen it throughout 24, but it's like when people who are not part of CTU see their family and or significant others doing things that CTU does, it causes strain within the relationship. Oh yeah. <laughs> and so, like John has never seen this side of his wife. He's he's never like. You know, there was never a take your spouse to work day on the day that they were doing enhanced interrogations, apparently, <laughs> because but because, because he's having this realization now that, wow, this is normal for you. Like, this is what you do. And she just kind of gives him that look like, yeah, you're welcome. I mean, let's count the number of terrorist attacks we've stopped because of this. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. She has no remorse for it whatsoever, but he's just like, you're a monster. I don't know if she he thought that, but um, he was just appalled, like beyond appalled that she would order this to be done and i think it was even beyond and we've seen i mean we've seen john he's he has this personality where he's willing to say i am no longer going to run for president because my father you know caused this horrible thing where these you know these these uh military personnel died so he has this moral compass that makes it very hard for him to comprehend that that his wife would do something like this. Like this is just against everything that he stands for. So it'll be interesting to see the way that that plays out, um, you know, throughout the rest of the season with, with that relationship and, and, you know, whether he comes to grips with the fact that there are people like Jack Bauer and Rebecca and Tony Almeida that we just don't need to know about. (laughs) And it's better if we just pretend they don't exist. One thing that, that didn't fully make sense to me, about John is that back at CTU, he was gung ho adamant about the fact that his father told him this information. They need to get that information out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he was told that he was released, like, wait, he still has information. Yeah. And so, but now Rebecca is trying to get that information out that John knows that his dad knows, but he doesn't want to see it through because it's his dad. And so, He's putting that relationship at that point. He's putting that relationship above trying to get the information that will stop thousands or hundreds of thousands of people from dying. Well, so it just uh, didn't seem to jive completely. And after after I made that comment about his moral compass, there is that interesting tidbit in the preview for next next week's episode. Oh yeah, Henry's saying I didn't say anything that could you know tie it back to me or something when he's talking to John. Yeah, that makes you kind of think. Hmm. This is interesting. <laughs> Maybe there's he a reason that, he wanted to stop the interrogation very quickly. <laughs> he said there's no evidence linking him to those terrorists. And I think, and I, and the look on John's face, 
when he said that was not a look of surprise. Like he wasn't surprised that he said that. Exactly. So it kind of kind of makes you it kind of makes you wonder if John may be on the wrong side of this. That's what I was thinking. You know, that's where I was like, wow, maybe the reason he was so adamant at CTU was because he knew his dad could withstand somebody saying, pretty please tell me. But he wasn't sure that his dad could withstand Tony Almeida. <laughs> and so it's like, okay, we got to stop this before dad decides to to say say anything that incriminates me. I mean, I'm still not convinced that the show's had any continuity with what Henry can withstand. Because... Right. John still had that thing in the fourth episode where he was like, here, you know, this is suspicious. This footage was edited. It was me. I did it. I did it. <laughs> and now and now, and now, he gets tortured <laughs> for like half an hour and he won't say anything. Mm-hmm. Which then again, like, if, if John is involved, what was the reason for Henry, like, saying all of that? Yeah. Like, what's the point at that point? Unless they thought that they were being listened to or something. Like, that's the only only way to, you know, to to marry those two is if they thought that somebody was listening and there would be some way that if they didn't keep up appearances that they could be, um, you know, incriminated if they weren't, you know, careful. But then again, Luis and Henry weren't careful about what they said. Mm-hmm. So yeah. apparently they didn't think that they were being listened to. So I don't know. Like, a thought that I have, um, and, and we've kind of seen this kind of thing. I mean, even if you look back at Nina Myers, Nina Myers is, was actually kind of higher up in the food chain um, as, as far as, like, the bowls are concerned that went on that season. Um, but anyway, so maybe John is involved, but his dad doesn't know he's involved. Mm. And so John was kind of trying to gauge how much his dad knew about the situation. Right. And what um, he would, and all what that would give away if pressed. Yeah. And so, and so, so, I mean, if we're, if we're going down this line of thinking that John could be dirty, then that would be interesting. And so, Stranger because God was one of them that could have had access. Kind of like when Walt Cummings told Logan that he was involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe they're, but maybe they're both involved and they don't know it. That too. <laughs> They're both hiding it from each other. It's gonna be a family reunion at some point. Oh my gosh, you're trying to destroy America too? Oh! <laughs> I had no idea this would have been so much easier if you would have just told me. <laughs> Consider, considering, considering how they, considering how they screwed up Tony Almeida's timeline, I'm not putting anything past them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Wow. That was funny. Um, so then we, you know, in the as we're talking about the preview for next week's episode, and we we hinted at it earlier. Can we all agree that CTU is the least secure government building ever? Like, I think it's harder to get into the back rooms of like the Social Security Administration than it is the CTU office. Like seriously, it's like every two, every two seasons, it's like some you know criminal is able to just like completely infiltrate CTU for uh, security they have. Joel, can you, I, I think Joel needs to be like a consultant for CTU and say like, okay, so here's the deal. You don't let a, a, a vehicle that you don't know get all the way into CTU before you stop them. 
I mean, I, I, on, I, I think I, I think I do need to be a consultant because you know it's, it's as it's a kind security of a, professional. It's kind of, it's kind of an obvious concept. Guy with a gun, don't let in. <laughs> don't let in guys with guns. Unless there's, <laughs> yeah. If you don't recognize guys with guns, don't let them in. It's very simple. I'm I've been saying this since episode one that CTU has the worst security ever imaginable. You you can bank on CTU being infiltrated just like you can bank on there being a mole in CTU. Like mm-hmm. it just is a given that somehow somebody's gonna get into CTU. I still Which don't I think I it's st- gonna coincide st- with each other. I still don't get it. It's like, do they have their address listed in the phone book? Like, what's going on here? I mean, the big neon sign outside kind of right. Yeah, <laughs> CTU this way. Big, big entrance right here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you have you have arrived at your destination. I, just, I don't know, man. It just it it kind of drives me crazy a little bit. Like, it's it's getting to the point where I'm almost as annoyed about that as I am the cougar. <laughs> <laughs> What if the what if the what if a cougar broke into CTU? <laughs> They're doomed. They, they would also not be able to stop it. <laughs> dragging dragging Kim, dragging Kim Bauer by her shirt. That's right. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, I saw that. I'm just like, oh, here we go again. But let's. Who's this guy? Who's this guy that that Eric recognized? That was an interesting, uh, let's not tell you anything about him, but Eric obviously has a serious history with this guy. Like, knows who he is. That was so frustrating. Like, I know, they gave us nothing about him. Yeah. Like, I I get... Okay, so introducing him, Oded, for sort of halfway through the episode, we've not seen him before, even though we spent considerable time with Jadala's crew. Right. Suddenly, that's... Randomly, there's this guy that doesn't look quite as Middle Eastern as everybody else. Yeah, who's been in quite a few different shows, is somewhat well-known. You go, mm-hmm. oh, he's not going to play a larger role, is he? <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> and then, so, like, the, the feeling I got from that first conversation was, because the, um, the other guy asked why he was calling, why Eric was calling him Naziri. So my assumption is that... Jadal name... doesn't even know who he is. No, no, yeah, I mean, my thinking was that he doesn't go by the name of Naziri in that group. Right. So he's he's pretending to be someone else for Stop whatever that. purpose. They call me Bob. Stop. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be that would be a novelty. Um, but then you kind of get to the end of the episode, and so much time that that post post split screen. It's a really long scene considering what Legacy has done. It, it it's right. kind of went back to the season one standard of five or six seconds after the split screen and be done. This was a really long scene, and mm-hmm. it was like. Oh, this man's really dangerous. You know he's dangerous, don't you? Yeah, he's really dangerous. We need to go and stop him. And then a minute of him escaping. And <laughs> okay, but why is he dangerous? You've just told me he's dangerous. Right. I could have worked that out for myself since he was working for a terrorist. Right. Um, <laughs> and survived. But yeah, and get, survived. You get the sense that he's not even wor- like, I got the sense from that that scene that Eric was more concerned about him being in the country than Jadala. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this was a bigger deal, and with this, you know, yeah, which like, is why they should have told us at least hint at like he he killed all he killed a load of my men in right, you know, right. when he was in the Rangers. He or I or he, I chased this guy for two years or something. Yeah, yeah, or he was work. He pretended to work with us, and then he blew up a building that tried to kill us. Something, 
but not just he's really dangerous. That's what I'm wondering if maybe some sort of traitor or something like that maybe yeah. used to be um, whatever, well, some kind of and, official position. And Eric did say, didn't Eric make the comment after what you did to us, I'm going to kill you mm -hmm. or something like that. So, I mean, yeah, you get this sense that you almost wonder. And, and remember, like they said that one of the themes of 24 Legacy was going to be people that became ra radicalized. So you almost wonder if like he took on this new name, like was a traitor, you know, turned against, you know, the government and everything else. And now is working with the terrorists. And because of that, Eric personally was affected by this somehow and now is ready to, you know, completely, you know, tear him limb from limb. But it was interesting. I agree with, I agree with you, Bradley. It was like, we got nothing. Like they did a really good job of leaving us hanging saying, wait, wait, hold on. Who is this guy? Why should I care? I know I care because Eric cares, but I don't know why I care. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. So, yeah, I think, I, I I hope think, I think least, if you go, I hope they at least um, address that early on in the next episode to bring bring some kind of information to let let us know more about who this guy is. I think we'll probably I think we'll probably know pretty much his whole backstory by the end of the next episode. Um, I just I just think they waited to give you something to tune into for the next episode, which is why they didn't kind of reveal everything, you know, Monday. Mm -hmm. I think I think they'll pretty much do the way he was talking to him and the words that he used and the verbiage and everything like that. It makes it seem like they were once on the same side. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. he did like he did um like he did work with them at some point in time and then double crossed right. them um somewhere at some point during the mission so when he took out when he took out ben khalid you know naziri probably escaped just like he did um so it kind of makes you it kind of makes you wonder like what did he do to get the the the, the moniker that eric gave him like because he was portraying him like he was, like he was more dangerous than Jadala. Yeah. So it kind of makes you wonder what he did to earn that. Mm -hmm. Was he was he like a was he like a mastermind terrorist that they that said he was going to work with them and then double cross them later, or is he someone he with a lot story? of connections? That being said, I mean we've. <clears throat> I kind of got the impression in this last episode that Eric doesn't think much of Jadala. Like he doesn't think he's a terrorist mastermind. Like he looks I at him like some, some, some rich punk essentially, you know, that, that uh, just is doing what his daddy did and was, was given everything essentially. So um, that probably plays into a little bit of Eric having more, I guess you could say respect for um, Naziri and, and we'll see. But I mean, initially when he first saw him, like my first thing was I thought like I thought maybe he was undercover just the way Eric first responded to him. It was like and then when he stepped in and put the gun to his face, it was a typical like he's going to come in and be like, do not blow my cover kind of a thing. But then when Eric says he's going to kill him, it's like, OK, yeah, that's not that that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think I mean. You're right, Joel. I, I agree. It was it was definitely to get you to tune in. And I would have to say this is that was the absolute, in my opinion, that's been the best, I guess, cliffhanger that they've had in this entire season so far. 
like that has left me more than anything else in the show. Like there's been a lot of stuff that's like, oh, that's kind of a cliffhanger, but I pretty much know where that's going to go. This one, it's like, but yeah, wait, wait, who is he? Why, why do I care? What has he done? You know, I think for me, this has been one of the biggest open loops they've left from one, one episode to another. I'm mm. keeping a tab of all these Joel, you're right comments that Mart's making over the, over the course of the season. <laughs> <That's really right>. <laughs> <laughs> just, just to um, go back to Jadala a second. <clears throat> uh, it, I can see why Eric has no respect for him because he spent yeah. eight hours trying to recover this list of sleeper cells, <laughs> right? He couldn't even do it by the end of the eighth hour. He, he, he got foiled. But a full in that to do it, geez. yeah, in that in that time, one attack happened, and he didn't even want that to happen. <laughs> so <laughs> he can't even claim it. <laughs> yeah, basically, all he achieved today was killing his right hand man. That's it. Mm-hmm. That is literally all he achieved. Well, so, kidnapping, kidnapping Nicole and Isaac. Kidnapping, yeah. yeah. Kidnapping I, I suppose also he did oversee his men killing all of the other rangers. So you could right. you could throw that in there. But, I mean, his whole plan was to go and finish what his father started, kill hundreds of thousands of Americans. <clears throat> and he didn't and he doesn't even have place. anybody that can do that. Like, you would think that he would have somebody on staff that would be able to recover this. Well, mm-hmm. he did have that one tech guy who clearly was not very good. Right. Judging by what I can see, it's like, <laughs> oh, okay, so from what Andy already told you, this is <laughs> thanks for that. It's like, I could have done that. I mean... That seems like a good approach. Yeah, I can say that too. I mean, <laughs> although I was surprised that that guy was so quick to be like, he's like, what's happening? Oh, he, he has a virus. It's like, wow, that was quick. Like, yeah. Maybe you didn't even like look at the screen before you said that. It's like you just assumed that there was going to be a virus. Maybe mm-hmm. as part of Andy's code, there was just a little red blinking dot in the right hand corner that just said virus. No, that we problem. couldn't see. He overlooked that. Yeah. <laughs> Small oversight uh, on Andy's part. <laughs> hey, I I did have a, a a weird thought, and and I I, I don't know. I may, maybe it could still play out, but I mean, it's, how, how it's weird are we weird. talking? Because there might be kids listening. It, it, well, <laughs> okay, I'm just checking. <laughs> Not that kind of weird, but okay. it, it might be far fetched. <laughs> but my thought is, Dala, he he was. I mean, before he wasn't in favor of what his father was doing, and he went to Oxford. Uh, and he was he was going there for a while and now all of a sudden he shows up after his father dies to take up the mantle for i mean to, to me that's not a very compelling reason but uh but a thought that i had is that while he was at oxford that after his father died when came about this flash drive that had the cells on it and i don't know am i am i six or whatever said hey Jadala, here's a proposition for you. You go in, you go get this list and get it to us so we can be able to track down those cells and eliminate them before they become a threat. And so Jadala's goal was to get the list to be able to stop them, not to get the list to be able to enact them, which could also kind of uh, play into the whole thing as far as why he didn't want that one attack to go out. And so, but anyway, so he's acting like this big, or trying to act like a big tough guy. Um, not doing a very good job at it, but trying to act like a big tough guy going through all this so that you can be able to have that front of, yeah, I'm a big bad terrorist. 
except for the killing all the rangers thing yeah but i guess that could have just been a i'm mad because my daddy died True. i mean stranger things have happened it's it's definitely possible he has been very very reticent to actually carry out attacks so i don't know it it, it was just a thought that crossed my mind and i didn't know if there was something that was very obvious that i missed that would like nix that but (laughs) except for the rangers that's the only thing i could think um but I mean, you're right. I yeah. mean, for a terrorist, he's been very hesitant to actually do anything. Mm-hmm. It's like he's a really bad terrorist. Mm-hmm. I think we've I think we've all agreed about that over the last eight episodes. But the thing that cracked me up too is like when he's talking to Eric, and I don't know if he's like trying to like turn him or what, but it's like the whole line of you and I were we're very similar. Shut up! No, you're not. <laughs> you're not even close. Like you have you have like every air of being this spoiled rich kid. You know, like it got, had everything you wanted, and Eric was in the slums dealing with gangs and drugs and everything else. There's, there's no comparison. Like, come on, you're still wearing a collared shirt <laughs> in the middle of like taking out, taking out, taking you know, taking down the United States of America, and you're wearing a collared shirt still. Like you and Eric are not the same. <laughs> like, not even close. <laughs> it just made me laugh. Uh, he's a very preppy terrorist. Yeah, right. It's like I don't know if he's trying to do the whole. Let me put my arm around you and and let's let's bond a little bit here, and maybe you'll become a terrorist like me. Like I don't know what he was trying to do there. It's like let's let's be let's really, be, let's be buddies. At this. Yeah, you're not very good at this. Even as like punching him, like the first punch was like that backhand, like wimpy punch. It's like what was that? Like seriously? <laughs> I mean, come on. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm he's just doing it all. I agree. Show. I agree with Bradley what he said in the in, in the very first episode. If this is who's taking down America, <laughs> <laughs> we're okay. <laughs> see, see, now they've introduced Naziri, who might be a better threat, but we don't know anything about him, so I can't say right, he's yeah. going to be dangerous. Right, exactly. Mm. Except that Eric said it. Naziri. Yes. Naziri already Naziri already looks more credible than Jadala. Like he That's true. looks he said, three, he said three lines and he's already a scarier guy than Jadala is after eight episodes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Scaling he pulled he's, a he's gun got like, jumping and all that kind of kind of gives him some moves. So well he pulled a gun a lot quicker than Jadala did. Oh yeah. Because Naziri, Naziri's got the look of a twenty four villain. Like he's got That's the true. he's got the look of, of somebody that would give Jack power trouble. Mm-hmm. that's true all right well um let's go ahead and start to wrap it up we've kind of given predictions throughout mm-hmm. um so we kind of we kind of broke format a little bit um and we already kind of talked a little bit about what's coming next week but is there anything from the preview that we didn't mention yet i can't remember i will uh i will say one thing to follow up on uh the henry scene from the end of the preview when uh when Sidra was um hooking him up and checking his vitals and everything like that, you kind of saw a little bit of the the cold, calculated Henry Donovan. Because he kind of looked at it with this this stone cold look and said, I am a very powerful man. <laughs> this is not going to end well for you. So it kinda it kind of brings me back and I'm gonna probably hear some groans from, you know, Cody from Ohio when I say this, but it kind of <laughs> brings me back. <laughs> It kind of brings me back to maybe he's maybe he's got a lot more friends than he's letting on. Like maybe 
maybe the reason Tony's back is to stop him and the rest of the group from day seven and Starkwood and the, the, the cabal and everything like that. And it kind of makes me, for the first time since the whole, really the whole season, for the first time I've actually seen what a bad guy Henry Donovan can be. Um, because he's been kind of like a deer in the headlights kind of kind of villain for the previous episodes, but this ep- this episode you kind of and the preview for next episode you kind of got a feeling that okay maybe maybe he's maybe he's a lot more involved than we think he is. Maybe he's got some bad guy chops after all. <laughs> this guy, this guy, this guy might be all right. <laughs> I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna go the level of you know. And my thought during that that whole thing was, yeah, I was like, oh wow, Henry's Henry's pulling that card. But at the same time, I when I was looking at Cedra, I'm like, I think she's just psycho. Like, I think it's just like, who's gonna pay me the most money? Who can I torture? I don't really care. Like, I think Tony Tony still has a little bit of a moral compass. I think Cedra's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, she's a woman of few words. I think yeah. she's crazy, and the only thing that's going to matter to her is money and being around Tony. I think she's kind of a Tony fanboy, fangirl. <laughs> Which, I mean, who can blame her? So is Joel. <laughs> she, probably, she, she probably had a she probably she probably had one of the one of the membership cards to the Bring Back Tony fan club that I started probably. three years ago. <laughs> Joel, I got to ask you this question: If Tony asked you to torture somebody, would you do it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> think about it for a second or <laughs> okay no no more pertinent no, question. No. If, if jack bauer asked you would you do it i would hesitate you would ask okay who are we interrogating with tony okay. it's like it doesn't matter who it is follow-up question <laughs> joel if tony asked you to yes. torture jack bauer would you do it <laughs> oh, there's some thought. <laughs> probably, I would, I would, answer. probably, I would, prob, I would, pro, I would probably do it. Yes, because I've always been, <laughs> I've always been more of a Tony fan than a Jack fan. <laughs> I love it. Oh, but I would, but I would make sure that after it was over, he gave me all of my passports and money so I could disappear, just in case Jack Bauer doesn't die. I, 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 mean, I would I would have that in place beforehand. <laughs> I, I mean, it would take you. I mean, the Chinese had him for twenty months and couldn't break him. So, right. I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> I'm thinking he's going to die being tortured. Yeah, we're we're not saying that you're not good at torturing Joel. We're just saying that Jack's really good at not dying. <laughs> That's all. As long as long as I had a good retirement. As long as I had a good retirement plan in place, I guess. <laughs> Jack will retire you, all right. <laughs> wow. Oh. I don't think we can top that at the end of the episode. <laughs> I think we're done. I like that line of question. Thanks, Bradley. That was good. <laughs> all right. Well, um, we, we forgot to mention at the top of the hour, but um, make sure to go check out the TV Showtime app. And so be able to track your tv watching and maybe maybe someday you can aspire to watch as much tv as bradley i'm only at eight days and nine hours i have to check mine again i know mine's upped a little bit because i started finding other shows that i've actually seen bradley's very disappointed in me right now (laughs) you've you've literally watched 24 that's it (laughs) 
that's the only one I've marked on there. That's probably why. Yeah. There you go. I gotta go in and mark some other ones. I'll work on I'm, it. I'm probably about eight thousand hours behind Bradley at the moment, so I got some catching up to do. Probably yeah. eight thousand ahead of me. So. <laughs> and so um, I, I did also want to mention because it did kind of come up in the in the episode, and we haven't mentioned it here. Um, I don't think since we really got this going again. Um, but if you go to the website 24faithful.com, you can see the fan fiction um novel that we wrote. Um and so I I spearheaded spearheaded that and we had several different contributors and assistants uh throughout the process. And so um and so yeah I I, I I'm very proud of it myself. And so um <laughs> and don't so, patch it, don't pat yourself on the back too hard, Josh. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Pull out of the chair. Also, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I got I got a lot of really good feedback on it, and so um, you can check that out. It's uh, it's called Twenty Four Countdown, and so uh, for those of you that are wanting more Jack, um, it is Jack centered um, about getting him out of Russia, and so you can be able to check that out and see some of the different things, and so some bring some old characters, introduce some new ones. And so, and who knows what we'll do after, after legacy season one is done. See what happens. So anyway, with that, I guess we will sign off and we will see you guys next week. Thank you, gents. All right, guys. Now we're live. <clears throat> Careful. Anything you say can and will be used against you. Joel, Josh tried to sneak it in on us. Oh, yeah. You get, you get your notification. So you're <laughs> no sneaking one by Josh. Joel. Yep. I'm always prepared. What was it we were going to talk about on live this week that we didn't talk about live last week? I don't remember. Joel, you're supposed to remind me. Um. It was that really good, like four me. minute. It was that really good four minute conversation we had after we went offline. <laughs> well, um, it was really about... good though. Yeah. It was really good though. It has something to do with Tony, I think. I think so too. Was it about the article that you shared? Is it something about that? I don't remember. Anyways, carry on, Josh. <laughs> carry on. Hey, I'm just having fun listening. So. Hey, Mark, email, email me email me that email me that link to the podcast again so I can share it. Isn't it uh what is it, Josh? Twenty four. Oh, live? for live? Twenty four faithful dot com slash live. There you go. Okay. Because I put that last week and people kept saying it linked them to the previous week's podcast. So probably because uh, it was on mine last week. Yeah, and, and because what I do is I embed the current video stream. Yeah, on that page, I need to do something else. Around. Since Josh wasn't around, it didn't embed. Yeah. So, but but at least people were were yeah, uh, at least they want to see it. Checking on it, so that that's good. Share it now. I have It'll quite a few followers. Bradley is very popular on the the Facebook groups. Yeah, he's a local local celebrity across the world. <laughs> Can you be a local celebrity across the world? No. You can't. <laughs> no, that is no, not. That is just the definition of juxtaposition. <laughs> coming from coming from coming from Dublin, Nova Scotia, and all.
He is not. He's in Pennsylvania. Spoilers. He's almost there. Almost there. Somewhere, somewhere new for him to go. Mm-hmm. Pennsylvania is kind of a lame place to go. Well, I know, but remember he was in Gettysburg, North Dakota, so now he's on his way to the real Gettysburg because he messed up. Mm-hmm. But he's not quite there yet, I assume. Got his, got his easts and wests swapped. I think he might be technically. Yeah. Like he's close enough that he might just be like had found a better hotel deal, like where he's at. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's he probably went to kayak. Months, I'm pretty sure. He probably uh, went to kayak. <laughs> All right. So are we ready to ready to start? Hey, just been waiting on you, Josh. Ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> All right. Not getting any younger. Yeah. We know you're, we know you're right. not. Wait, hold on. I have bad lighting. There we go. Thanks. Actually, thinking, thinking of lighting, Bradley's lighting has improved. Yeah. I think it's a sunny day there. Yeah. I say it's improved, but I can open my curtains all the way and then there's just light Nothing. there on my wall. So. <laughs> yeah, but we can't just see part of your face. You don't you look like a Sith Lord. You should have sprung for the better hotel room. That's all I know. <laughs> Just kidding. Go for it, Josh. So we've been locked in the last 10 minutes. What? Everybody's just listening. You cut me off, man. (laughs) Okay. Everybody was just listening. Oh, sorry, Josh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Yeah, 